Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Well, here we are, 2023, and a new opportunity to continue to grow forward. Coming into the new year, I wanted to share some tactics with you as we get the chance to grow as leaders. Now, I had some adventures, some great adventures the last few weeks, a marathon of family traditions, some awesome time with those family members and friends, and of course, that led to a lot of reflection for me. In all of that, I was making some observations in multiple settings, and it got me thinking about the art of being a good receiver. I'm not talking like in the NFL. Instead, in life, overall, as a leader. Now, remember that a leader is anyone who has influence over another person, making all of us leaders. And the best leaders operate by being empathetic and reflective. I say this on almost every podcast And I hope that it sticks in because as we head into certain seasons of our life, being cognizant of the fact that leadership is everyone and everywhere, well, that's a critical component to ensure our own success and happiness. Because happiness is a choice, as is how we are at receiving. Some smart thinking occurred to me over the holiday break as I watched, on a micro level, how people were receiving gifts. I mean, like actual presents, things in boxes wrapped up in envelopes. As we were exchanging with different people and with different families and friends, I was watching the ways in which people received. I guess I always have, and this holiday season, as I was watching it all take place, I actually walked away, grabbed a piece of paper, and started to write out a bunch of different types of ways in which I saw people receiving. I went home After the whole holiday season was over, and one evening, after a full day with family, I poured myself an elixir, put on some jazz, started a fire, and reflected with a notepad as to what I had seen the last few days. Now, I have to admit, I was a little judgy once I started to categorize the different types of receivers that I saw, but I was in curiosity mode as well. I mean, when someone or something bothers you, you should look for the root and what you need to do different. And for me, well, the root was the different ways others behaved when they received. While staring at the twinkling lights, it hit me that many of the people I have served alongside over the course of my life can also be categorized as to how they have received. Received coaching, feedback, criticism, opportunities for improvement, compliments. Well, those are actually each a gift, things that people give to us. How we receive it tells a lot about tells a lot about us. It supports us as we're moving forward and allows us to find our engaged sweet spot if people are able to gift us these chances. However, if we take these gifts and respond in certain ways, well, it can blow the entire thing up for us, and frankly, it can get other people to avoid giving to us. Now, many of us are heading into the evaluation season, either reviews of last year's performance or current performance as we're heading into the end of the year. And the ability to receive this information will only make us stronger. However, sometimes when we're given gifts, it sets off weirdos in our heads and it makes up strange narratives for us that drive us crazy. Now, before I get too far into this, I want to share a story that illustrates the day my brothers and I were horrible receivers, and how empathy was hammered into us. Growing up in our 
family, we celebrated Christmas. And we, like most families, got to do a little traveling between the holiday hotspots. <laughs> now, backing up, I'm the oldest of three brothers, Teddy, me, Tommy, and Johnny. We're all almost three years apart from each other. And in my memory, I think I was about nine years old the day that we learned that we better be good receivers. We woke up like we did every Christmas, very early in the morning, shot downstairs in our uniformed onesie zip-up yellow pajamas, and opened our gifts from Santa. Then we went to church, and afterwards we drove to my grandma Nightski's house, which was only like 15 or 20 minutes away for a brunch and gift opening. We opened our gifts at grandma's, and she opened hers, and we had fun. At least that's what I remember. And we ran around the house and went down into her little basement rec room and played pool and we did what we always did at my grandma's house. Now remember, Grandma Nightski is the amazing woman who had a whole podcast dedicated to her because she overcame a ton in her lifetime and taught me the fantastic saying that we're all living on borrowed time, so let's make the most of it. Well, something must have happened because when we left, my brothers and I got into the cold car as my dad loaded the trunk of our 1977 light blue Buick. And when he got in the car, he was tense and quiet, which was scary. He looked at me a few times in the rearview mirror. You know that look, the one that you get and you start to begin to believe that your life is about to end? <laughs> well, he drove to my grandma Jenny's house, which was another 25 minutes south, and I couldn't stop staring into that mirror trying to figure out what had I or we done. As we pulled up to my grandma Jenny's house, he abruptly put the car into gear, turned off the radio mid Bing Crosby and looked at my mom. She nodded and he put his arm over the seat and he turned and he stared at us. He gritted his teeth and he said angrily through them, I don't care what gifts you got in there or what gifts you get in there, but if you've already have it, if you don't like it or you don't want it, you will show gratitude. You will be kind and you will say thank you. Do you understand? My brothers and I nodded in unison, and we got into the house as fast as we can. Now, to this day, I don't know how my dad could shift his tone, be stone-faced, and speak with gritted teeth. I struggled doing it just now. But when he did, we listened very clearly, and we were scared to death. I do know this. It was on that day that I was force-empathized into being a good receiver. I'm assuming me or one of my brothers must have been a little too honest at my grandma Nightski's house and either embarrassed my parents or hurt my grandma Nightski's feelings. I'm going to blame I'm going <laughs> I'm going to blame my brother Tom. Anyways, for the rest of my formative development growing up every time we pulled to anyone's house for a holiday, birthday party, anything, even after our family had been through some turbulent times, my dad would always give the same speech. But over time, it was not through gritted teeth. It was just a friendly reminder that our lives depended upon us being kind, grateful, and good receivers. Now, over the course of my career in life, when others have given me a difficult message that I wasn't too good at receiving or strong feedback or criticized me, I would see my dad's gritted teeth and I'd relax thinking, I just need to be a good receiver. As a result, when I was sitting in our living room the other night, I looked at my notes and did some smart thinking research and thought, we need to talk about this so that we can reflect individually, coach others, and grow together. I'm taking a little risk here because if any of my family members listen to this episode, they're likely to create a story in their head that they're one of these people. And they'll probably call me. Well, actually, now that I said that, they probably won't call me. Okay, 
Here is what I observed as we exchanged and the parallels that I see and what I found in my research on receiving behaviors. Now, too often, we find ourselves giving and then becoming deterred as a result of the way people receive. And I want you to think of this in two contexts, as the giver and how people receive from you, and as the receiver and how you accept from the giver. Where do you fall and where can you grow and shift to become the ultimate receiver? All right, let's start with the different types of receivers and work our way from the one we like the most to the one that fuels our inner narratives and creates great discomfort and gift aversion. Here are the six types of receivers. Number one, the thoughtful and grateful receiver. They get a gift from you. They stop, they look at it, they, or they hear it, and they look back at you. Oh, they stare right into your soul, into your eyes. And they're quick to say thank you. They shift emotionally and they demonstrate joy. This type of receiver is one we love to be around. We love to give feedback or gifts to. They immediately see what you're trying to do and why you are doing what you do. They're likely also people who are very thoughtful in giving. They're people when given the gift of feedback, well, they receive it and they enjoy reciprocating in a positive manner. But they understand that giving back is not necessarily because it's the receiving part that is their gift back to you. The second is the emotional receiver. This person is quick to multiple emotions, loud joy and enthusiasm, the, oh my goodness, you didn't have to do this type of behavior. Or they see the gift and they start to cry or they're frozen. And while in the setting of opening a present, this can be rewarding to some, it can be really awkward if you aren't expecting it. But it is this. It is that person's instinct. Now, I have a family member who we all love very much, who cries very easily. It's very, very cool because it's deep within him. There's a sense of the moment combined with gratitude, pride, and love. But I had to learn that. Others, when they enter the family sphere for the first time, they see that and they freeze in place. They look around like, what in the world's going on? Emotional receivers truly come from a deep place. And as we'll explore, the genuine ones, well, they're awesome. But there are others. There are others who have learned that through their emotions that they respond to the feedback because they're not seeing it as a gift. And well, what they've learned is to manipulate. And we're going to attack this in a positive way moving forward. The third type. The overwhelmed receiver. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. What? I mean, how did you? This is unbelievable. I can't take this. I mean, where did this come from? Wow, I can't believe you gave me this type of a gift. And they respond in a manner that can seem a slightly dramatic way. Uh, Many times an overwhelmed receiver, when given feedback or an opportunity for improvement, well, they'll immediately begin listing off all of the other things that are going on and how this is just, it's just adding to my pile, or I can't believe you do this. They, They can't seem to take a compliment without justifying it or adding to the narrative. Well, now, while many of this can be true, uh, we want them to be empathetic. We also have to come from a place of care and concern with them and maintain a certain level of resilience in the face of the overwhelmed person. Because sometimes we'll give up on them. But we have to demonstrate a true willingness to give them what they need in order to be their best. Because the overwhelming often hear it as, well, I I didn't need this and and, and I don't even want it. But they do need it and we need to give it. Number four, the indifferent receiver. This is something that I've noticed as I've experienced more in life. You give them a gift and they're like, meh. And you're on the other end going, I I put a lot of time and thought into this. It it was a risk for me to give it. They show no or little emotion at all, almost icy in their receipt of the gift. 
Now, as a giver, this type of receiver is a huge deterrent, and frankly, this is one of the most frightening of receivers. At least it is for me. I'm left wondering, like, was it the wrong size? Did they already have it? Do they need it? Do they like it? Do they not like me? Do they hate me? What, what's going on? What's, what's happening? And I spin a really crazy story in my head. A pretty normal narrative that I think a lot of us can create when we run into an indifferent receiver, especially if we tell someone something they need to hear and they're like, oh, okay. The fifth type is one I personally struggle with. It's the transactional receiver. You give them a gift and they're like, oh, well now open mine. Or they open the gift and say, you got me this because I got you something big last year too. They seem to have a scorecard for giving and miss the impact of receiving almost completely. They also tend to be sitting in the environment keeping score of others. I never ever counted my presence as a kid. At least I didn't think so. But as a parent, I found myself being a transactional giver to avoid possibly hearing from one of my kids that he got more than me or she always gets that kind of stuff. Even as givers, we can become weird and keep score. That's just dumb. But it comes from some receiver in our life who once demonstrated transactional behaviors and there we are, stuck forever in the soundtrack that I'll I'll have to make sure that we're always even. When you give a transactional receiver feedback, I find that they're quick to say things like, oh, oh, okay, well now let me tell you something. (laughs) Scary. The sixth and final type of receiver, which is what I think my dad pegged us as, is the ungrateful receiver. The type of receiver that says things like, why did you get this for me? I already have one like this. I don't need this. Oh, thanks. Or the ultimate, did you keep the receipt? Some people would say that this is just being really honest with you, which if it comes from a good place, well, then it is. But often, this comes across as flat out rude, disrespectful. Have you ever taken the chance to tell someone you care about a hard truth and they respond with a, well, why would you tell me this? How could you do this? Or who do you think you are? This is a defensive receiver. No reflection, no empathy for the effort to give to them and can really change the tone of a celebration or an entire culture. My team and I are going to create a visual for you to use when you're coaching others that shows these types of six receivers with two columns and under each one of the receivers. The first side will say what is the behavior of this type of receiver and what is the impact on others, like the giver. A reflective tool so that you can support others. Have a process to use when you are confronted with one or a combination of these and most importantly, allow you to reflect and assess for yourself because what kind of receiver are you? Now, I want to share with you what the ultimate receiver looks like and what the consequences of being the ultimate receiver are for you and others, because I did a little research while having that elixir. Ready? Turn this up and be ready to hit the 15-second rewind, because you're going to want to use this, repeat this, and live this. Now, a great receiver demonstrates immediate and genuine gratitude, stops and momentarily reflects on what just happened for them before reacting, inquires for understanding, and demonstrates delayed gratitude with a follow-up message back on the personal impact that the gift has had on them. Again, a great receiver demonstrates immediate and genuine gratitude, stops and momentarily reflects on what just happened for them before reacting, inquires for understanding, and demonstrates delayed gratitude with a follow-up back to the giver on how it personally impacted them. Genuine, reflection, inquiry, follow-up, relevance. Let's break it down in the context of getting the gift of feedback or coaching and maybe a present. You know, like a little unwrapped gift. 
Number one, immediate and genuine gratitude. Here's what it sounds like. Thank you. This means a lot to me. And I appreciate your thoughtfulness in taking the risk to give me this. Here's what it doesn't sound like. Oh, thanks for that. But I need to tell you, this is pretty typical for me. And then going into a diatribe to demonstrate a complete lack of humility. Well, you know, but I am pretty awesome. And I don't know that you're really qualified to tell me that. Stick to genuine and coach others to the feedback and move to the next step of being a great receiver. Upon receiving, reflect. It is reflecting upon the courage it takes to for the giver, the care demonstrated for you personally and professionally, to give this through kindness. Think before speaking. It is not wondering why they would do this to you, why they hate you, why they are thinking or trying to hurt you or put you down. When people give you feedback, it's coming from a good place. So be a good receiver by thinking through with empathy how this is best for you. I had a girlfriend's dad one time tell me, as I was firing off on an immature criticism of something or someone's kindness, and he stopped me in my cognitive tracks when he simply said, Ted, don't judge other people by your own behaviors. Three, when receiving coaching, feedback, or an opportunity for improvement, clarify what you're hearing so that you can grow and create a positive or actionable narrative in your head instead of a defensive narrative. Inquire and farm for more gifts, more strategies, more tactics to improve. It sounds like this. Hey, I appreciate this. And do you have any other ideas or thoughts for me? Or you can simply say, thanks. I really like this. And if you think of any other ways I can improve, please share it with me. I'll tell you what it doesn't sound like. It doesn't sound like, who do you think you are? Why did you do this? Are you mad at me? You know, no one ever told me this before. So it must just be you. Or worse, the old, well, let me tell you something about you. Receiving is not a transaction. It's an opportunity. It's not supposed to be a, well, you gave me something, now let me give you something. (laughs) You don't deflect. You inquire and grow. Number four, this is my favorite step, delayed gratitude. Later on in the day or the week, after you've really thought about it, had time to process and been able to think it through, follow up with a note an attitude of gratitude, and share how and what you appreciated. It's a gift. Accept it. Grow with it. And simplicity is best. No need to create an awkward thank you card cyclical battle, but (laughs) I appreciate your willingness to help me because you've helped me be the best version of myself and I'm going to lean into you more. Number five, the ultimate receiver. Well, they like gifts and they want more. I'm not talking about presents, although if someone would have taught me this when I was 10, I think I would have had a heck of a lot more Lego kits. (laughs) But the last time and the last step is to share back with the giver how you use their gift and explain how the gift is relevant. It sounds like this. Hey, I tried the process, the language, or I took your feedback or the skill you gave me or shared with me, and it made a difference. I used it, and it helped me, and it helped me help others. You can combine this step with delayed gratitude, but it is a separate step, and it's an important step. Why? Well, the ultimate receiver is going to grow because here is what happens to people that are ultimate receivers. They get a reputation. You get a reputation, if you're one of them, for someone who is worth giving to. You develop a legacy. You're someone who is legit and willing to grow. People come to you for gifts from you because 
you're good at accepting. People seek you out. They follow your lead. They learn from watching you. You become the weird role model in the culture because, and why you're weird, is because the ultimate receiver brings joy to all around them. And people don't always expect that, especially the person who's giving. Great receivers encourage more gifts by the way they act, the way they receive, and ultimate receivers seem to just keep finding success. We always sit back and look at others, and many times we make judgments of the people who seem to effortlessly find happiness, engagement, and have a real sense of self. But what I just outlined is one of their secrets. They are really focused on growing every day. They also happen to be ultimate gift givers and seek out others who are willing to grow together, share together, critique each other, and focus on being the best and happiest versions of themselves. They are crazy resilient because they have a herd of people around them that they can lean into, a sort of registry of gifts that others are willing to give to them because they're not momentarily grateful. They are not overly emotional. They are not overwhelmed. They are not indifferent. They are not transactional, and they are never ungrateful or rude. The ultimate receiver is, well, they're a buffalo, always willing to charge into what they're facing and constantly looking at every challenge as a gift, every opportunity for improvement and failure as a gift, and any feedback to improve themselves as a, yeah, gift, one that makes them stronger, faster, smarter, and ultimately better for everyone around them. So let's do some smart thinking. Identify which receiver you tend to be. Describe how you can apply this mindset and language to support others. List where you can apply this in the service to others. That's it. (laughs) That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening and please share this with others and rate this episode. I'm always grateful when I get feedback and hear from new and longtime listeners, so keep doing it because it fuels me. And thank you to the Well Pennies for the use of their awesome music, and please make certain to follow them on your music platform. Finally, I want you to think of the smart thinking we've discussed in this episode and think of the applications. Also, maybe think about how many times I just said think. I mean, when we're providing feedback as leaders, coaches, teachers, and parents— Are we actually teaching these types of behaviors for receivers? Are we role modeling? And if not, why not? Let's just look at the behavior of, say, grading and receiving grades and feedback. Imagine if feedback given to students was coached with learning about these types of receiving behaviors. How many students, how many kids, how many staff get feedback and are defensive or indifferent? How does that impact you? I mean, me personally, When people are ultimate receivers, I'm happy to talk with them, offer them reflections and opportunities to steal from others, connect them with other people. But when people are ungrateful, emotional, indifferent, transactional, or overwhelmed, I pause a little bit. But most people avoid that. They quit on them. And then they're all stuck in a cycle of pretend professionalism or fake families, afraid to confront each other. Lots of broken and missed opportunities. That doesn't tend to happen around buffaloes. Moving forward, let's all be ultimate receivers. Practice the behaviors I outlined and keep thinking smart about your own opportunity to get better. When you're given the gift of someone else's perception, wisdom, experience, or care, hold it, see it for what it is, wonder aloud, thank them, grow, and take the time later on to tell them, this is what that meant to me. Do that, 
and you'll be overwhelmed with care and concern, the care and concern of others, because they'll want to invest in you. They want to give more to you. And you can't help but find yourself in the center of a storm of growth that's just raining the gift of feedback. This week's song lines up perfectly with this episode. He's a longtime favorite artist of mine, Brendan James, and the song is Get It Right. My favorite line is, my life is passing me by, gotta take a deep breath and get it right. Deep as the water under my bridge, flowing, short as the lifetime that I've lived, knowing, messing up and starting over again, maybe all the breaks and the young. We're supposed to carry me here This time I gotta get it right, gotta get it right now Gotta get it right this time Lord knows I let myself down too many times, many times, yeah This time I gotta get it right, gotta get it right now Gotta get it right this time My life is passing me by, gotta take a deep Get it right. 